From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. It's been playing a while, hasn't it? Hey! Good morning, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. I, uh, I'm sorry I was in there with Diego. I'm a little outraged starting off. Uh, well, it's not the new year yet, but come back from Christmas break. Go out there. Want to get me a nice little soft drink out of the machine? What up a dime? Magically, somehow, you know, where now you go get yourself a Coke. It's 85 cents. What the... Put my dollar in. I was like, man, this machine ripped me off. And I look and I push the button, 85 cents. Well, the so, green tea was out for like months and then it comes back and it's 10 cents higher. All of it. Everything. And you were Sweet happy tea, just to be able to get a drink. Everybody, dude, not for 80. There's Convenience a cup in there. fee. There's a cup in there and there's a sink thing in there. You know, you pull the handle on it and water just magically flows out of it for like days. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's like a wellspring. I don't have to drill a hole in the ground, nothing. Look at there, Diego. I bet he paid a buck for that water. Of course he did, $1. nine. I brought this from my house because I'm smart. <laughs> I'm not going to spend an entire <laughs> dollar. And somebody <laughs> else paid for it. <laughs> well, I, I was assuming that it was a standard 75 cents when I stuffed my dollar bill in there. And when it, like, blinked up 85 and then I got some change, I was like, what, 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 okay. You know, sure. That's Merry the, Christmas. That's the way it works. People are out of work. People are being furloughed. Businesses shut down. Let's raise the prices on everything. That'll make, it, <laughs> that'll make everything work out so much better. Well, anyway, welcome in, everybody. It's the After Christmas Show, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Mike Singleton's in here, uh, filling in for our good friend uh, Jonathan, who is uh, staying at home, hanging out with the girls and family for a while. And uh, Bill is here in the studio as well. He made it across the bridge, uh, not paying attention to anything. And then Diego is also here. So before we get the store, uh, the show started, do we want to run down? Did everybody get what they wanted from Santa this year? Everything's all good? Yeah. I, I, I was very blessed. I turned around. Being on the road as much as I am, one of the things I had... Uh, put on my list new tires no no oh, uh, the tires i got i've been very happy with on the road but uh one of those battery operated impacts you know i i have wow. occasion to uh being on the road as much as i am i have to change tires every now and then kind of like to, the reason why i mentioned tires first yeah well yeah <laughs> but i have an impact now so it's a little bit quicker to get the tire off and back on. <laughs> if it, you would have got new tires in the first place, no, you don't have to really worry about it. You get flat tires. Uh, at least I get flat tires on a regular basis, but I'm on the road a bit. I know that, but it Always just, on it the just road. seems like uh, I would have gone with the the new tires before I went to uh, the you know the impact driver just you know so, so that I well, can make I did my go NASCAR. First, I've had new tires for a while, but now what I have to do is get new me used tires. 
No. Sure. How, how much those ones in the back? I know they don't all match, but what? Uh, I think I have Pirellis or something on. I don't know. I guess it's some some high dollar tire on there now. Which fancy. I will say, which I will say, on the road, they're pretty good. Oh, I mean, really? When they hooked me up with these tires, the tires I originally wanted weren't in stock, or they thought they were. And oh, no. They turned out they only had three of the four, and so they offered me these other ones. I said, go ahead, you know. Blah, blah, but, blah. But on the interstate, let's just say there's times in which all of a sudden you're going 90, and it don't feel like it. It's just like, whoops, I better ease up a so little So besides bit. the impact hammer and the speeding tickets, what else did you get? Uh a new helmet for my welder, so I turn around, have a nice auto-darkening helmet now for my welder. Smoky. So. That's awesome. Now, did Santa bring those to you, or was this a self-giftation? No, mom and dad, and son and daughter. So they all chipped in? Yeah. So they all just took credit for it. They go, what'd you get him? Put my name <laughs> on it. Put that, oh, put yeah. my name on the helmet. That's really, he really Wait. wants that. The no, card comes through. Everybody's just signing. Yeah, signing. <laughs> the neighbor's names on it. Everybody. I got your father. I got your father a nice helmet. Go ahead, and put your name my, on there. My wife and I, my wife and I are a little different. We don't always get presents for each other at Christmas and some of your traditional holidays. We we do things throughout the year when the time is right. Uh, well, that's that's true. That, so. uh, that's what's so hard about it. Now, what about you, Mike? In a house full of girls, did they did they nail it this year, or did you? Uh, Shaving cream, uh, two two threes. My buddy Braden Gunn actually hooked me up. I went and picked up my own gift. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that seems to help. And uh, pretty much that's it. You know, it's more like I'm with Bill. We we do more of the for for Mac. You know, and the of, thing is, is uh, I think I think what's so hard about dads in the first place is uh, your kids. They think they know you, but they have no idea. I mean, when they look around and they go, is that I, a good thing? I guess maybe in a way it is, but they have no idea what to get you because they don't know what you do outside of what they see you do, you know? And if they see you fishing or they see you hunting and all that stuff, they're like, well, dad likes to hunt or he likes to fish, so they narrow it down to that. You know, they don't uh, – shaving cream would have been one of the last things I would have ever thought of. Well, it's kind of for different. My kids. It's not well, the same kind of shaving cream. It's a little – Expensive shaving cream. Fru fruy? Yes, it's from this little store in Brandon called Lush, and it's a, it's girly girl, you know. But oh. my my wife and daughter know I like the shaving cream, and this oh, that's and that. perfect for your back. But you know what? Yeah, exactly. But I do not open it in front of my family. Nobody sees me opening it. Why? But, come on, man. Who cares? What are they hey. going to do? Kick but, your butt? But what, what I was going to say about that, you're right. You know, most of the time, kids don't know what the, what dad wants. They get whatever they think dad wants. Yeah. But Mac, the good thing is I have her involved in all this stuff, hunting, fishing. So in her mind, if she gets it for me, it's hers too. Oh, so, she gets to use well, it. listen, you need to turn around <laughs> and take that shaving cream, take her shoe, fill up the tip of that shoe. <laughs> wait till she goes to put it on. Sure, payback. Let Father see, of the year. Let, let her see all the uses for shaving cream. Yeah, payback for doing such a great job for dad. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, things like put it on the receiver of the telephone yeah. so that when they turn around, you call the telephone, they pick it up and immediately put it on their ear. Jeez, what a rotten child you were to your parents, Bill George. Diego, did you get what you need? Something apple-y or something? Did you get like nope, some new just, apple sliders uh, or something? Or 
Socks and underwear. Socks and underwear. Uh, you know what? Right, no guy man. no guy will ever turn down socks and underwear. I know that everybody thinks it's like a crappy uh, uh, I, gift or something, but. I got socks. Nah. Did you get any alpaca underwear? They don't make. Nah, it's just regular, like, American Eagle stuff. <laughs> there you go. Nothing special. Yeah. yeah my kids uh, picked up my gifts up in Nashville. I got a, a nice bottle of uh, hand grenade hot sauce, which is really good. Uh, I got a couple of lures for my daughter and my son uh, in typical male fashion. Dad likes fishing. He could use a pen. So I got a fish pen that he, he picked up, I think, up in Nashville. But uh, it was a, it was actually a really good Christmas. And, and my kids are, I don't know about yours, but mine are at that age where it's like, I have no clue what to get my kids. B's pretty easy. It's either money or uh, money. <laughs> or something for his phone. I mean, that's about it. Uh, but my daughter, my sister, Nora, out in Texas, she nailed it. I, I have no idea what to get her. She's at that, you know, 11-year-old agey kind of thing where it's kind of like the transition-y before the crazy teen things. And as soon as she opened up the, the gift from Aunt Nora, it was like, that was it. I could have given her gold bars and it wouldn't have given. It was one of these, I don't know the name of it. Like Gimby, Gombi, Jumbi, whatever uh, makeup kit things. Like, uh, looks. I thought it was a tackle box. <laughs> she goes, oh, I can't believe I got it. I was like, oh, cool, a tackle box. <laughs> and then I got you a tackle box, a pink and purple tackle box. No, Dad, it's a whatever the thing is. And then it's got, you know, little makeup things in there and eyeshadows. It's like a, uh, like you'd see a makeup artist show up with kind of thing where they got all their stuff in there. So it didn't matter whatever else was going on around her because now it was all focused on the makeup tackle box and, like, everything coming out of it and all that kind of good stuff. But she was so excited about that thing and couldn't wait to go and just, you know, throw it on everything, I guess. I don't know. But uh, so I'm sure she'll look like some uh, Broadway stripper the next time I see her <laughs> when she comes over to the house. That's Mac. I mean – Makeup, 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 makeup. And last night, sitting there watching football, there she is, makeup. But the one thing I'll give her is she makes sure she has those wipes because she knows there ain't no going out. You ain't going outside. You ain't going nowhere until that stuff comes off your face. She's sitting there putting it on. She turns around, hey. and I'm like, I'm not going to tell her, but I'm looking. I'm like, oh, man, Michelle, yeah, you, need see, to, you need to step up and teach that kid how to put You got on. daughters, and Bill, of course, yours has grown, so help me out here. I mean, do you <clears throat> do you treat it the same way as you would treat your wife and when they walk out and go, do these jeans make my butt look big? When your daughter walks out and goes, Dad, don't I look pretty? And you go, if you sure, work at a circus. Sure, honey. You look <laughs> no, no, fabulous. I'm, unfortunately, I have a tendency to be honest, and uh, I, I'll let them know. I would, I would love to hear what the verbiage is that you use. You look like a hua. Get that stuff off your face. <laughs> or, 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 or do you kind of go, no. honey, it kind of went a little heavy on the eye-colored uh, stuff no, there. Uh, I don't, those things didn't bother me as a father. I didn't I didn't really care. If you want to go out looking like a fool, go out looking like a fool. But I'm going to tell you, you look like a fool, you know? Circus still hiring? Oh, no, they're out of business. <laughs> well, I believe it. The other night we were going to go to dinner, me and Bill and my wife and uh, Susie. So I called Bill. I'm like, hey, uh, we doing smoking aces tonight? Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. He says, well, Susie may be a little late. She's changing the ignition cylinder in her car. I go, what? He goes, when she's done, she'll meet us. I hope she doesn't smear her mascara. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's going to look whorish when she shows up out at Smoking Aces. But she showed up. She was there. Yeah. Grease under her nails. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat with a fork tonight. I don't want to touch my food with all this Luckily, grease Luckily, the hands. part that broke, she didn't have to rekey it like she did her HHR. <laughs> Jeez. Marry that one, Bill. All right, I we're did. Gonna, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We hope you had a great, wonderful Christmas. If you got something really cool you'd like to share, you know you're always welcome to call. 888-404-1010-888-404-1010. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see them today. We'll be back. Welcome in. Merry Christmas. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Now all we have to look forward to is the new year coming up here pretty soon. And then later on this month, uh, we'll be out broadcasting uh, at the um, at Lori, uh, Lori Hall's little uh, clay shoot that she's going to be doing up there at, uh, at the uh, Tampa Bay shooting clays up there, uh, sporting clays up, up north. Uh, we'll be there broadcasting live. She came in and she was pointing out uh, they were picking up their firearms. They were going ahead and buying the firearms that they're going to be raffling off. And uh, Brooksy Hall had to put him on a, a Zoom call or whatever, a FaceTime call, and, like, walk down the line and, like, go, we got this, we got this, we got that, we got this. He said, back up a little bit. Back up here. I got this, got that, got that. So uh, they got a really nice, uh, I think uh, they got a, a Henry Golden Boy. That I know they're going to be auctioning off. They got um, uh, the TriStar uh, Sporting Clays Edition, the really nice one that's going to be going off. And uh, I can't remember what. The, oh, and um, I think either I think it was a Saint uh, AR that they're going to be uh, raffling off up there for that. So they got some good stuff already, and it's going to be happening on January twenty third, I believe. January twenty third is when it's going to be happening. So we'll be up there doing that. I think one of the best little Christmas stories I heard this entire season, I guess everybody saw the viral video of the little boy who went to go see Santa Claus and asked for a Nerf gun. Did you Did you happen to see that one, Bill? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what state it was in. Um, Diego might be able to find it on the interweb or something like that, but a uh, little boy. Goes up to the Santa Claus and and sitting across there and he's like, what do you want, little boy? He had to do the COVID thing where he's kind of sitting across from Santa Claus, and he's like, I, I want this, I want that, and I want a, a like a, a Nerf gun. And Santa said, No, I'm sorry, no guns. Santa doesn't give away guns. And the kid goes, No, not a gun, like a Nerf gun. And, he, and Santa says. No, not even Nerf guns. Santa doesn't give out guns. And so, like, the kid, like, turns to look at his parents, who are filming all of this, you know, for posterity. And, of course, the kid starts crying. I mean, he literally, like, goes, Santa's not that So the mom gets, it's okay, it's all right, it's okay. And and, uh, the kid, like, breaks down. So, of course, the video goes viral all over the Internet. 
and everybody sees it. Well, now the kid gets inundated, literally has so many Nerf guns <laughs> that they had to start like a little Nerf gun uh, giveaway thing where they like went out and were giving it to families. I got hundreds and thousands of them. the NRA stepped up and paid for Santa Claus to show up at his house on Christmas Eve knock on the front door and personally hand him like eight different types of Nerf guns that were wrapped up and a lifetime membership to the NRA. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So now his parents are, they made a video for the NRA saying we were overwhelmed. You know, we can't believe that all these people, you know, would do this for us. And we've got so many of them. They show truckloads that they loaded them up in the back of trucks that we have to literally go and, and like give them away. We have to go distribute them out. Well, the Nerf Gun Foundation did not want to see a little kid learning how to hunt his reindeer. Well, no, he the kid's family should have went to that Santa Claus's neighborhood and handed out the Nerf guns to every little kid in that neighborhood, (laughs) and and then said, "There's his yard." Yeah, when you see the imitation (laughs) fake Santa, make sure you give him one right in the took. uh, You know, give him a shot right there. Uh, But one of the uh, I think the father is, uh, uh, he's an NRA member, and he's, of course, he's a police officer. So he was kind of miffed about the whole thing. Anyway, the Santa got, ended up getting fired and, and all the other kind of stuff like that, which uh, you know is going to happen when a video goes that nutso on the See, internet. And all they're going to learn from that is next year, no videotaping your kid visiting with Santa. I don't think they're going to be able to stop that. I, I think that'll <laughs> that'll probably start more fights than anything. You're going to tell a mother that you know her three year old can't be videotaped while uh, yeah. while she goes to Santa Claus. Yeah, claws are going to be everywhere. Ching like Wolverine convention. There needs to be more bad Santas, like but the I, the movie. Uh, That's what the, there needs to be more of those. I, <laughs> that guy was obviously pretty bad. He, you know, Brian, and you know the mother I saw in the video. She said that uh, you know. Uh, Santa Claus is supposed to be neutral and, and f- across all kids, doesn't matter what they are. And she said there's no way that there should be a Santa Claus that brings us political views and, and actually, you know, kind of incorporates them onto his, uh, his giving when it comes to kids. I don't think I've ever heard a Santa say anything. I, I want a Daisy Red Rider BB gun is the only one I ever saw. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. He didn't say no. Yeah, that's true. But he did say, uh... You know, BB gun, you'll shoot your eye out, kid, and send him down the slide. And so uh, he never did say no. I, I, as a kid, I never had a Santa Claus tell me no on anything I wanted. If I'd have walked up there and said, I want a 410 over and under shotgun and a box of shells so I can go out and kill squirrels with my dad and uh, a four wheeler, oh, yeah, that sounds good. They, of course, they look across you over to the dad and you're going, Santa's like getting clues from Pop over there. He's like going, not on the ATV, no. ATV. Shotgun, yeah, but ATV, no. Okay, well, I'll work on the ATV, see if I can get it in the sleigh. Those are awful big, so, you know, it might be easier to get the shotgun. Right, Dad? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but it was a good Christmas, and I just thought that was one of the best stories that I heard for the entire one uh, about the kid getting a million Nerf guns. Well, I've been running ragged, turn around. I haven't, I haven't watched much social media at all lately. Sorry, buddy. So. But we were successful on our hunt last weekend. We went out, managed to get 68. 
Sour oranges. <laughs> I saw I saw the uh, picture, and I know you sent it to me, and I was going to post it up on the uh, Big and Wild, but then I thought, maybe I better not. Why? Well, because it shows your wife sitting there with a shotgun. It, no, that's the 300. It, with whatever it was, sitting there with a, a, with a it firearm. It was a successful hunt. It was a firearm uh, uh, and a bunch of oranges. It really didn't go into detail on what how they were retrieved or anything else like that, so... Well. I was you just, just kind of like the face of the tree, and it shakes it, and boom, they all fall down. <laughs> Is that what you do? <laughs> Whatever else falls out of the tree, you clean. I got you. <laughs> so you just you just shoot the base of the tree and shake it to. Yeah. It's like how they get almonds. <laughs> no, they, they just, were retrieved. First, first, good number of them were retrieved with a couple pieces of stick duct taped together with a steak knife on the end of it, and you reach up there and you use it to pull back and. It would cut them off, but then that got old, so I went a little bit more uh, (laughs) high-tech. What would you do? Just ram it with the car? (laughs) (laughs) Ram it repeatedly with the bumper? We'll just leave it as I I went a little bit more (laughs) high-tech. What did you do? I mean, uh, what did you do with all the oranges? Are you going to juice them and uh, We turned around. We uh, made sure her parents got them. They turn around, they juiced them. There was a few that they didn't need, so we uh, offered them up to Mike's wife, who who knows how to use a sour orange to cook with. And then we turned around, and the rest of them were juiced. And the Christmas pork is always done with sour oranges. So we turned around, we did the sour orange mojo uh, Christmas pork. And um, we had extra juice left over so what we do is you turn around and you take ice cube trays and you pour all the sour orange juice in ice cube trays and let it freeze and then you just crack it open and put it in like gallon ziploc bags so anytime you need sour orange juice just for a little bit here or there you take out however many ice cubes you think you're going to need that's a good idea i mean it's about a shot glass full so it's about an ounce so that's pretty good. So if you need four or five ounces, you know you get five uh, cubes out of there. Yeah. That's pretty smart, Bill George. Who taught you that one? What are you My watching? father-in-law. Julia Child? My father-in-law. Mm, yeah. Nice. Good idea. So. I like it. So what did your wife end up doing with the oranges, Michael? She puts it on the pork. I have no clue how she uses it, but I don't cook. What, what do you mean you don't I cook? I can't cook good. <laughs> if it's not on the grill... Or That's cooking. Man. No, no, wait, wait. Inside, let's put it that way. I hey. can't cook inside for nothing. You can't cook over a stove. Listen, no, I burn I, eggs. We're going to have what? to get him a sous vide machine. We did get yeah. a second sous vide machine. Oh, really? Yeah. You need one of those. Yeah, that would be something you should have You should have got yourself for Christmas. Maybe today. Yeah. Or tomorrow. When they're on you, sale. Anybody got the coupon? Bill? <laughs> you don't need a coo- <laughs> no. coupon. Bill knows. The coupon. <laughs> coupon? Coupons? You're, uh, Bed, you're, Bath, and Beyond. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you could probably find know. one. I don't know where my mom got this one, but this one has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. <laughs> You're joking. No. Don't talk about me not being able to cook when this guy's doing it with Bluetooth and I'm Wi-Fi. Not doing, I just wanted the simple stuff, though, but the new one has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. So you can operate you it from can your phone? You can remotely turn it on when you're on your way home from work. <laughs> to warm it up after it's been sitting there cold all day. That's a pretty good idea. We're taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see him. Still some deals going on. 
You know they're going to try to make some really awesome deals before the end of the new year, so this would be the time to go get yourself a new car or truck. Go see our friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see them today and drive away in that brand-new truck or Mustang, whatever it is you want over there. It's all right there for you. We'll be back. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Yes, we are live. Yes, we are in the studio, and uh, it's a nice, chilly morning. Uh, when I locked out of the house, it was 38 degrees, and when I got to the radio station right here, it was 41. So all that good asphalt, I guess, around here within the complex area helps to retain that heat a little bit more over here because where I was, it was 38, so that means it was probably... Uh, 32-ish or so over at Bill George's house out in the, well, out in the funky woods. I can tell you, I had about an eighth inch of ice on my windshield this morning from all the dew and that freezing. It just, it was very thick. I cranked up the car, tried to turn on the defrosters, get it to loosen up a little bit, driving down the drive and the dirt road with my head out the window. And then I finally hit the asphalt, and I said, well, I, can't, I can't drive down the road like this. <laughs> so it's a, one, a little chilly. But uh, So I turned around, I got out, and I got the ice scraper that most people have with them that they don't really realize they have, and that is a credit card. So I turned around, I got out of the car, took my credit card, scraped, scraped enough ice off the windshield in order to turn around and finish out getting here. The credit card? Credit card. There's Makes nothing it. else in your entire repertoire in the back of that what? vehicle that you couldn't use to scrape with? I, I don't know, maybe a paint scraper? I probably could have. I, I, but a credit card actually works extremely good. It's flexible, contours to the shape of the windshield, uh-huh. doesn't mar it up. It's plastic, so right. it, it has a nice, pretty clean, crisp edge and does an excellent job at that. I just get the water hose. I do the remote start with the defrost on, and it's all warm when I get in. Nice. Yeah, by the time he's done with his... <laughs> a thousand uh, degrees inside that truck. By the time he's done truck. with his, uh, what is it, the the custom shaving cream. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have said that a word. A while. <laughs> I should have never said that. It takes a while to get all, scrape all that off your face. So, yeah, I can understand what you mean, Bill George. It hey, makes perfect sense. smooth and soft. It, yeah, it looks fabulous. I don't even use shaving cream. Why would you? Why Why would you? There's no reason for you to do Anyway, uh, uh, so it was nice and cold, and I know I thought it was so funny. I was watching the news, the local news last night and uh, yesterday, and all the weather people seemed to have made a uh, pact with each other. They were all saying, we don't think that today would be a good day to go offshore and do any kind of fishing or anything like that today with the 25-mile-an-hour uh, wind that's coming out, and of course the waves anywhere from six to eight feet right offshore. Probably not the best day to go out do any fishing. And I went, yeah. Anybody who fishes on a regular basis probably probably already knows that. 
probably, uh, you know, has probably looked out the window and said, yeah, I'm not going to go out there and do any of that stuff today. But I will say that there were a lot of fishing poles that rolled out, and I know there are lots of kids who are ready to get out and go do it, get out and hit the waters. And with uh, crappie still uh, getting in there and getting the bite on, I'd say this would be a good time to be able to get out there and go do that, have some fun. Well, for me, this was always the weekend that I worried the most and pretty much stayed out of the woods on the public lands. People get a new gun. They decide, oh, let me go out. We'll go out the weekend after Christmas. And it's just you get a lot of crazy Crazy, non-diehard hunters out there. My kids, I asked them, I said, hey, what do you guys want to do this weekend, man? You know, you're sitting around for a week, basically bored out of your skulls. <clears throat> and they said, uh, oh, we should go out and go do some shooting. We'll go out and uh, pop some 22s and go mess around out in the woods. And I went, I'm going to not be in the woods for a while. <laughs> we'll, we'll go squirrel hunting later. Uh, we're going to go do that. But uh, right now, if it's not on private land, uh, I'm not going to go traipsing around. There are too many, as Bill George pointed out, too many new uh, guys who want to go out and go sling at things. Shooting at anything that moves. Well, I mean, and even if you're not, even if you're trying to do the right thing, you know, throw some cans on the ground or something like that, sometimes you get into the moment and they don't pay attention to what's behind them or what's beyond them. And uh, that's when accidents happen, I think, for, for a lot of people. Uh, so... Uh, I said, yeah, I don't know. Maybe during the week we'll, we'll go Wednesday or Thursday or something uh, when there's not going to be a lot of people around. But right now, right after Christmas, no way. There were kids still up and down the street with the brand-new bikes everything else. It was like 930 at night. They were not putting them away. So you can only imagine. You know, they got the new cricket or the new uh, rifle or the new whatever, and and the adults are even worse. Well, that's why I was telling Bill, uh, I'm heading up to Homosassa after the show. Michelle wants to take the boat. Today's supposed, or tonight's supposed to be 29. Tomorrow, 40 for a high. Fun. And Mich- McKinley got a new fishing pole. So she's like, I want to go fishing. I want to go fishing. Michelle's like, let's take the boat up with us. I'm looking at the weather, and I'm like, man, how do you tell the family? Hey, Oh, no. No, 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 no. You know what you do? Put them on it. You put them on it. Listen, because if you just try to tell them, they won't understand. You say, I am happy to do exactly what you want. Make sure you got your jacket. Make sure you got your stuff with you. And you say, okay, y'all got your stuff. Yep. Okay, let's go. And put some bait in the live well and let them keep reaching in there. About 30 minutes, I'm back putting the boat on the trailer or back uh, at the dock sitting there. And you were not the meanie. (laughs) That's true. That is right. And, uh, Dad, why did you say something about, hey, you guys wanted to go. I don't want to make you mad. And, uh, sure, uh, we're going to – it'll all be good. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be one of those days where uh, we're going to go out and you guys can have so much fun. But you'd be surprised. You can't get somewhere that's out of the wind. And do extremely well. Right. That's what I was about to say is I'll sit here and complain, and they'll call my bluff. Let's go, and we go, and it's one of the no, best no. days ever. The, yeah. You can. I've had some good fishing you, days on cold days. Yeah. I have had some absolutely miserable where I wouldn't want to be on the boat that I went somewhere by boat, got off, and then fished and been extremely happy that I went. Uh, they're, but, they're catching uh, trout, red, snook like crazy up there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they are, and you know, they're in a you're in a very good spot. 
because you can keep some of those. Yeah. Yes. That's the yes. good part about it. And a uh, nice cold, uh, freezing kind of, well, for us anyway, cooler waters. When you pull those trout out of there, that meat firms up, man. It, they just taste really good, and they do a, they're delicious. Yeah. And uh, it would be a good time to go out there and get right, a couple right, of them. going to go wade fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to put on some shoes. I can't believe you came in with flip-flops. Why would you? It's 38 Why? degrees outside. It's 41 here. You're fine. It's 38 is 38 is a pretty good limit. It gets below 34, 35, somewhere around there. Then yeah, we'll start worrying about it. So. Well, I knew it was cold when uh, Diego had shoes on and not slides. He's got shoes and, on today? Yes, he does. And socks? Yeah. Must have got him for Christmas. He's showing off. <laughs> and a jacket. <laughs> That's what you know. And a hoodie. Yeah, got, and a got mask. The new hoodie. He's yeah. keeping all that warmth in. Showing off like all the kids do when they come back from uh, from Christmas break. Got my new shoes. <laughs> got my new pants. Got my new jacket. Yeah, got it for Christmas. It's in your face. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's in here showing it. I broke this sucker out. It was hanging on the back of a door. I was like. Yeah, if I'm gonna go stand around outside for a while today, I might want to put one of these things on. But hey, I, I I did something. We were handing out gifts, and my son started to hand out his gifts, and his girlfriend was making fun that he didn't have any names on his presents. That he was his presents were just being given out based upon what he knew was inside to the to the person, and she was ragging on him. I said, "Well, we've had him where." The girlfriend has changed at the last minute. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and if you put the name on there, you'd have to rewrap it. <laughs> that seems to happen a little bit around Christmas time. She just time. gives me the look. <laughs> it, it happens more than you think. <laughs> Taking a break. Some Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Mike, and Bill in the studio. You want to call us, tell us what you got for Christmas and brag about it. It's okay. 888 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Come on, come on. Stay right here. We'll be back. Pretty good little Christmas together. I failed to mention that uh, Christmas Eve, Neely, Wednesday, is that Christmas Eve day? day? 
Christmas Eve day, Christmas, whatever it is. I don't know. Everybody always has these new day. It's Christmas Eve Eve or Christmas Eve day before Eve or something. Wednesday. Wednesday. Went over to uh, to Bart's and he did not break out the souvé machine. What did he break out? He roasted sushi. He roasted two big giant prime ribs, man. That were just like I literally thought I was going to die from meat overdose because he made it simple. He had you know just the big giant uh, prime ribs with bone, bone in prime ribs. With uh, asparagus, mashed potatoes, anajou, of course, um, sort of sort of horseradishy uh, cream sauce thing or whatever on the side there, and roasted Brussels sprouts, and that was it. So it was just like brown and green, meat and green, and if you want some mashed potatoes, you put a little brown on that, and it was all good. I think I went back for thirds, and then I lost consciousness. I lost consciousness. <laughs> we were watching uh, The World's Greatest Showman, and I was in a very comfortable chair, and uh, somebody came in and shot me in the head. I don't know. I just remember one minute I was watching uh, Hugh Jackman singing about elephants or something, and next thing you know, Dad, it's like 10 o'clock. Are we going to leave soon? What? Huh? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You guys ready to go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I don't. I don't necessarily need a big meal when I turn around. Oh, that I go to places. If I'm ready for a little nap. I find a place to hide. Yeah, including the studio. Anyway, go take a nap. <laughs> uh, if you guys have not seen our Facebook page, you need to go check out a lot of stuff. During the last commission meeting, there was a lot of stuff thrown around, and a lot of stuff passed, and whatever, however you want to phraseology, however you want to put it. They uh, passed a lot of uh, things when it came to certain fish, and there are some grouper closures and things like that. But one of the ones that I think a lot of people hadn't heard anything about was the uh, new hook regulations that they're going to be doing in the Atlantic State Waters effective January 1st. Uh, they're going to make some changes. Did I think we did mention something about that when there were rumblings going on about that was – um, maybe when we had, um, when we had the extreme fishing guys on, uh, Richard, when Richard called, he was talking about the new hook regulations that might be coming up. I know they changed a lot of them when it came to shark fishing, that you couldn't use stainless blah, 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 and they had to be a circle jiggity jiggity, and you couldn't use J hooks on certain things. And now starting January 1st, 2021, Anglers using hook and line with natural bait to target reef fish like snapper or grouper from a vessel in Atlantic state waters will be required to use non-stainless steel, non-offset circle hooks north of 28 degrees north latitude, <coughs> no Melbourne, kind of like near Melbourne, and non-stainless steel hooks south of 28 degrees north latitude. So I, I'm confused. You can't it, use it north of 28 degrees or south of 28 degrees. It, it's a very small area. I, I guess you right no. along the parallel you can use what, it. What it is is this, is, is you have, like, <clears throat> the feds going in one thing for a rule, and so they're looking to make the state waters the same as in the federal waters in, in that particular area. And they say because, hey, this is this – is, 
this is the right thing to do for the fishery and this and that. And my thing is, well, if it's the right thing to do, then it shouldn't matter where it is. We should just make it statewide or federal-wide or, you know. But, no, you got this agency here wanting to make this rule, but we're not going to extend it out even though it's the, quote, best practice. And that's my thing is you need to decide, is this the best practice or is it not the best practice? If it is, let's make it the same for everything. If it's not... Then why are we doing it? Well, but what is, but I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. But you, you'll notice it, it always stretches. It starts out at little portion, and like you said, Bill, they will they'll start out this little area, and it's almost like they just want to see if this is going to work. But like you said, if it's the right thing to do, just then do why it. don't you make it to where everybody's under this umbrella? Everybody learns now instead of hey, it's on the job training. Now that piece is being uh, regulated. Oh, well, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that little area. And, and you just sit there and say, I'm not fishing for grouper. I'm crabbing. <laughs> this is just to hold my crab bait on. I will turn around, and if I catch a grouper on it, I swear I'm going to turn them back. I'll turn them loose. That's a Braden. I could see Braden being that person. <laughs> I really could. Well, I mean, could see Braden doing it. Just there's him. honesty in it, so why? what's the problem? <laughs> I, I just I, I understand that... Uh, I, I'm assuming that they they hate stainless steel because it it it's not as corrosive as bronze or anything like that. So uh, you know, sharks are going to swim around with one hanging but off their lip. For a, this is all reef fish. But I, I understand that. But from what I understand, they really don't stay that long once they're immersed in it all the time. I mean, sure, my stainless steel hooks last a long time in a tackle box, and even longer if I rinse them off on a lure before I go tuck it away somewhere. But if you don't, you know, rinse those things off or anything and leave them hanging there, they rot away pretty darn quick. So, and of course, they're much stronger, too, is one of the reasons why people like the stainless. So does that mean that we're all going to have to bump up, uh, go with thicker shanked uh, type bronze hooks for, you know, big grouper and all those kinds of things that are going to take just as long to dissipate in the water as a stainless would because... Now it's, of course, much thicker than it normally would be. You already can buy them. You can already buy big, you know, big giant circle hooks made of bronze that are big and fat, just like uh, stainless steel ones. So, I, you know, a guy's always going to find a way. That'll be the next, that will be the next thing is everybody selling, oh, check out how thick mine are. Yeah, that'll be it. Sharp, super sharp and uh, <laughs> thicker the better. Well, I mean, you know, look at the breakaways. Look at all the things in the jigs and then, you know, well, it doesn't technically do this or it doesn't technically do that. The and, sad and thing find is a way. with all that, that jig and, hey, you're snagging fish and this and that, it's legal for me to put my 12-watt snatch hook on the end of a line and, and put it down there, but they don't want you to use a particular style of jig. Because it breaks away and lays on the bottom. That was their big thing. No, 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 no. Not the breakaway gear. When they passed the ba jig ban, basically it was a political. It's one of it's one of those things. There's There's been a few, few times in which I've watched the commission do something that was what I consider totally political or against science or data. You know, they're, they're, they were all concerned about a catch-and-release fish and whether or not they were being hooked from the inside out or the outside in on their mouth. Not tail hook, not gut hook, not 
was it the intent of a snu- or the tarpon to bite the bait, or did you snag them in the mouth? Come on. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a catch and release fish. You the know? only one I ever snagged down there was a big giant bull shark that broke a very expensive rod. That was the only one I've ever ever snagged. Got him on the peck because he swam in the line, took off, and then the hook went zoop, straight up and hooked him in the front of the shoulder, basically. And, and it was game on from then. I mean, but uh, now this one here with this with the with the hook system that they're going to be using now in Atlantic waters. How long do you think it's going to be before they move it across and bring it over here to the lovely west coast of Florida? They probably won't because it really wasn't about doing the right thing. It was all about being consistent with the federal regulations. But that doesn't make any sense. Uh, what do you mean? Consistent. You don't want to be inconsistent with this, the feds. What, those federal regulations don't apply over here on the west coast? Well, Different agency. I, I think that it's one of the things where they're going to they throw it out there if they think – or one of the biologists thinks that it's working, then it becomes an ugly baby. But if they can't get any data, then let it I, go. I just, just I never there. could understand it. You're, for catch and release, I, I don't know very many people who go in the Atlantic waters and go fish the bottoms uh, who aren't out to go catch species that they're not taking home. Well, uh, Yellowtails, grouper, all that stuff, if it's in season – they're taking them home. Uh, they aren't if they're within the size limit. Yeah, they're not catching and releasing them. And if they do, and you yank them out of the deep water and they're all yeah, loaded you, up. Yeah, you got to you know you, you vent them and uh, you turn them loose again, uh, so that the bull sharks and everything else hanging under the boat can have a snack on you know on the way down or on the way up. One of the two. Uh, I, I don't see where the hooks going to make that great of an impact for the reef fisheries that they think it is. I think it's a feel good measure. That somehow somebody got in the door. Oh, that oh, we need to talk about it. And what's then, my solution to the problem? But what is it? That's the problem. Is, is make it statewide? Is no. My thing is, there's nobody like yourself that turns around and takes the time to call in or go and participate in the commission meeting. But this one right here almost seems like it's one of those things, those feel good measures that it doesn't matter what the hell you say. It's going to happen, one, so that it matches up with federal regulations. Correct. And B, uh, because it matches up with federal regulations, it makes us all look good, and it makes PETA feel good, and it makes everybody else feel good because now they're not hooking little Johnny uh, Jewfish in the lip with a uh, with a stainless steel hook. Well, they can't but do I, that because there are none. I have to agree with you, though. <laughs> How many people are going out? Just to catch and release it. This isn't trout. Offshore in the snook. Atlantic? Right. No, no I mean, not that many. They're not going out there catching it. Oh, oh that's a pretty fish. Let's take a pic. Oh, throw it back. No, oh, my he swims. Nep- look. My nephew <laughs> was going stupid. out the other day just for the sole purpose of catching some Goliath grouper and turning them back loose. On the Atlantic side? No. Gulf yeah, side. exactly. Exactly. Now, but there I'm are just pe- saying, there are people who go out just for the, you know, Hey, I'm going to turn around and just have a little good time. I don't, I, I don't know anybody that goes in a boat offshore. I don't care west coast, whatever goes offshore to go catch a few black drum to take pictures to let them go. Too expensive and fuel to go Damn offshore. Damn right. If I'm going out and I'm spending five hundred dollars on gas, I'm bringing about seven hundred dollars worth of fish back. That's the way it works. Now you want to go catch and release. Go around, catch all the redfish, snook, and trout you want to in Tampa Bay. Get all the pictures you want. Or and $30 go in gas. My exactly. buddy says it's like going out clubbing. Playing off. Yeah. <laughs> Taking, going out and just catching release. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
It's called strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> you had the money, and then you released the money. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Top of the hour. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends out at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be back. <laughs> 